Hello, I'm Ramon Teocampo, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to season three of The Zip Code Plays, NTS Theatre Company's collection of original audio plays exploring the vibrant and diverse neighborhoods of Los Angeles. I'll be your host as we travel across the Southland and through different time periods and genres exploring our community. Before we get started, we want to take a moment to acknowledge that all of the plays in this series were written, recorded, and take place on land that is the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Gabrielino Tongva peoples. Season 3 When Antias Theatre Company began looking for ways to uplift the voices of the wonderful artists in our playwrights lab by commissioning pieces from the writers in the group and then recording them with actors from our ensemble, we never dreamed we'd be back for a third season. We want to thank everyone who's been listening for their enthusiastic support of this project. We couldn't do it without you. And now, let's get going. In 2017, after a decade of producing in a small storefront theater in North Hollywood, Antias made the jump to our new home at the Kiki and David Gindler Performing Arts Center on Broadway, just off of Brand Avenue in beautiful downtown Glendale. Which is why we're so excited to begin this season right in our hometown. Playwright Alex Goldberg, whose work you heard in season one's disturbing Annexing the Palisades, is back combining his love of history and theater with a look at the complicated early days of the Jewel City. Set in 1925 and based on actual events, welcome to 91201, Glendale, the six pianos of Miradero. Thank you, Pomeroy. Here is fine. Wait here. This shouldn't take long. Oh, miss! Could you hold the door, please? Oh, uh... Oh. Uh, of course. Thank you kindly. Oh, it's warm already. And it's only early May. Oh, are you going to the attorney's office? Yes, ma'am. Of course. Are you the secretary? I... I am a secretary, yes, but I... Wonderful! Good for you! A woman should be able to work if she chooses. Oh, I'll have a nice tea. Oh, uh, all right. Let me... Uh, really, dear, it's in the icebox and glasses in the bureau. No need to be nervous. Yes, I know you know who I am and that my husband passed. <laughs> Mr. Henderson isn't here yet. The man is criminally late. Over 1,500 people paid their respects at my husband's funeral, but only one person walked in 20 minutes late. Here you are. Thank you, dear. Hmm. Everyone has been so fabulous. My Leslie suffered so, and it's been wonderful to hear everyone say such kind words. He was truly loved by so many people and by me. He, um... He built this city. Mm. 
Everything here is because of him. This grand street, Brand Boulevard, is named after him. He named it after himself. His ego was as grand as his ambition, but Leslie put this great city on a map. And sure, he made enemies, rival businessmen, farmers, Los Angeles city officials, but none of that matters. As Leslie liked to say, a great society is built brick by brick on the backs of the unknown masses. Glendale is a wonderful city. It's his legacy, Miss... Carpenter. Bertie Carpenter. Pleasure, Miss... Or is it Mrs. Carpenter? Oh. Well, I was... My husband passed as well. Oh, my dear, I'm so sorry for your loss. Looks like we're bonded in grief. I hope that... Good morning, Mrs. Brand. Oh, Miss Carpenter, I was not expecting you so promptly. She makes an excellent iced tea. She's a keeper. (sighs) My apologies. The traffic. An accident on Belmont and Broadway made for quite a backup. Mr. Henderson, you have the worst luck with traffic. I never seem to encounter any traffic when I drive in Los Angeles County. Wide open roads and spaces. Perhaps I spend more time on the road than you do, Mrs. Brand. Perhaps. If you're always late, you should consider leaving earlier. Perhaps. (laughs) And, perhaps, saying I was in traffic was more proper than sharing that I was late because of difficulty with my digestion, causing me to remain in close proximity to my water closet. Can we get to the reading of my husband's will? My driver is waiting. But, of course, I see you have... Well, that you have met Miss Carpenter. Yes, your secretary, and it's Mrs. Carpenter. She just mentioned her husband also passed. She... Miss Carpenter, what did you tell her? I I, I haven't had the opportunity to... Miss Carpenter, I insisted that prior to... But we just arrived and I had to pour the ice What's going on? Are are you not the secretary? She (laughs) is not my secretary, I made it very clear that I could not be a party to this conversation, Miss Carpenter. I shall attempt to finish my personal business in the water closet down the hall. Miss Carpenter, make this right before I return and tell her what you've done. I don't follow. You're not Mr. Henderson's secretary. No, ma'am. I work for Title Guarantee. Oh, my husband's company. I don't work for him. I work for William Pruitt. Of course, Bill Pruitt. He's been to parties at Miradero. That's our house. I'm sure you've seen it up the hill. The Grand Alabaster Palace. I am familiar. Does Bill have an interest in Leslie's will? I don't believe they were that close, and I doubt there'll be anything pertaining to him here. Is there unfinished business with my husband? Or just another vulture swooping in to claim what's mine? Uh, No. Uh, No, ma'am. As far as I know, Mr. Pruitt does not have any interest in the will. You need to know something. About Leslie. I need to tell you that... Oh, this is very difficult. Are you implying something illicit? Are you coming here at the reading of my late husband's will while I am mourning my beloved Leslie to tell me some salacious gossip? Please, don't be angry with me. I need to tell you that... Oh, this is hard. (coughs) I see. I'm not naive to Leslie's extracurricular activities, and he was aware of mine. We had an understanding. Are you saying that you were my husband's mistress? No, ma'am. 
I am not Leslie's mistress. Well, that's just swell. I mean, you're young and attractive, so naturally I could see how you'd capture a wandering eye. But Leslie was not one to... He's my husband. <gasps> we are married. Huh? He's... He's... Did you say married? Yes, ma'am. I... I uh, beg your pardon? Leslie and I are... Legally married. <laughs> All right. So you and my husband married. And when did you marry my husband? January of 1922. The 12th. I see. So three years ago. All right. And where did these blessed nuptials take place? Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. In Mexico. In Tijuana. Oh. We met a few years earlier on a train from Oregon to Los Angeles. I had just been crowned Miss Nevada and I was competing in other beauty pageants. We fell in love and started relations. <laughs> married in Mexico. Leslie and I were married in Mexico in Monterey. That was immensely satisfying. Everything sorted out with you ladies. Good, good. Is anyone else hungry? I'm famished. Would either of you care for some jerky? Salted beef, very delicious. No. Well, I have plenty. Just say the word. All right. Shall we commence with our official business? You knew about this? Her claim of marriage to Leslie. My relationship with all clients remains confidential. It is the nature of being an attorney. Oh, stop, John. You've been to parties at my house. Ellen and I are close friends. And regardless of my business relationship with Leslie, it is not my place to share such information. Not with you, not my <gasps> wife, not anyone. It, it can't be true. It is very much true. <sighs> Leslie married Miss Bertie Carpenter in Mexico three years ago. <laughs> I have a copy of the certificate on file if you would like so to... So you're saying that my husband is a bigamist? No, ma'am. He was a bigamist. Oof. He ceased to be so upon his demise. You are uninvited from any future parties at Miradero. Let us focus on Leslie's wonderful legacy, the growing city of Glendale. He provided- And you! You attended one of our parties. I remember a horrific red gingham dress. Leslie purchased it for me. Of course he did, because women's fashion was the only thing he knew nothing about. Besides fidelity, of course. So you came to my house. At the invitation of my husband. My house. To one of my parties wearing a hideous dress picked out by my husband. How dare you insult me and how dare you insult the memory of my husband. Our husband. My husband. How dare you insult me, my late husband, and, and the good people of Glendale. Mr. Henderson, please remove her so we can read the will and move on with our lives. Miss Carpenter has a claim to attend the proceedings as, like you, she was legally married to Mr. Brand <laughs> and has a right to hear the contents of the will. I cannot imagine he left her anything. As his attorney, I'm sure you can confirm that this delusional woman will not receive a cent of my money. 
Mr. Brand was rigorously revising his will in his final weeks. Despite his body failings, his mind was sharp until the very end. This final version was signed two days prior to his passing, and, and I have not had the opportunity to peruse it. So we can now do it together. If there's anything going to you, I will contest and sue you for every last nickel. I don't want your money. Then why are you here? Because of our sons. <gasps> Lee and Jack. And since you failed to have any children, Lee and Jack are the true heirs to Mr. Brand's legacy. Well, this is clearly business best discussed by the women folk, so I will <clears throat> excuse myself and... Sit down. I shall just run down to the five and dime as I am out of rolling papers. Sit. <clears throat> you... You have children. Two boys. Lee is three, and Jack is 18 months. Do they have Leslie's eyes? And his ears. <gasps> I would be remiss if I did not mention that only Lee is a true son of Mr. Brand. That is not true. Mr. Brand has declared several times that your other son is... Jack. That your other son is not his, that you had relations with other men, and that there those were acts... were no other men. And that those acts of infidelity led to the birth of your bastard second son. There were no other men. I was caring for Lee, who was only nine months old when Leslie and I resumed our... our marriage relations. Lee had colic. I never left the house. Where would I find another man? Nevertheless, Mr. Brand acknowledges only Lee, and therefore he is the only true heir. I am the only true heir. Well, then, we should probably read the will. I'm sure everything will sort itself out. As you can see, this document was sealed and notarized. No one has seen the contents since Mr. Brand authorized this version in the days before his passing. All right. Let's see. All right. <clears throat> I, Leslie Coombs Brand of the city of Glendale, and are you sure I couldn't interest you ladies in some jerky? Read the damn will. Fine. I, Leslie Coombs Brand of the city of Glendale in the county of Los Angeles and the state of California, being of sound mind, memory, and understanding, on this day of April 8th, 1925, make this my final will and testament. First, I give, devise, and bequeath to Arthur F. Morian, beloved friend and vice president of Title Guarantee and Trust Company, the property at Mono Lake. The Simra. The property at Mono Lake, including all furniture and fixtures on the premises, and two automobiles, the Tioga Wolf and the Duesenberg with accompanying equipment. Fine. Fine. I never much cared for the Mono Lake house, and we have plenty of cars. Second, I give, devise, and bequeath to John Lloyd Henderson, Esquire, my 1921 Dodge Roadster, and my T. Eaton and Company leather release. Oh, my stars, how thoughtful. He always told me I needed to travel, and now he has provided a car and bag for the occasion. 
May we? Mm. Of course. Third, I give, devise, and bequeath one of my pianos to the Pasadena School of the Blind. The specific piano is left at the discretion of Mary Louise Brand. Fourth, I give, devise, and bequeath one of my pianos to the Glendale Hotel. The specific piano is left at the discretion of Mary Louise Brand. Fifth, I give, devise, and bequeath one of my pianos... This is ludicrous. I play the piano. He can't just give away all the pianos. Uh, (laughs) It appears he only bequeaths four of your pianos. Four? That only leaves two. Well, now, I suppose that leaves one for each hand, Mrs. Brand. I don't know much about playing the piano, but that strikes me as more than generous. That is beyond the point. Those are pianos that I play, not him. He has no right to just... He has every right to any property in his name. Excuse me, but may we skip ahead? One does not skip ahead at a will reading. I just... This is very stressful, as you can imagine. Agreed. I would prefer not to sit here any longer next to this adulteress. We are married. We're married. He's deceased. I love him. And his sons love him. One son, according to law. And I have spent more than enough time in the same room with Mrs. Brand. So, may we expedite the process? Agreed. Can we skip to the part that concerns her? I'd like to know what I'm going to contest sooner rather than later. This this is highly unorthodox. But I understand that these occasions are difficult for emotional women, so I shall make an adjustment. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Let me... Oh... Hmm. Miss Carpenter, I am afraid that this will makes no accommodations for you. (laughs) What? Nothing? See? Very good. Now you can leave and we can... Oh, what about my sons? Anything for Lee and Jack? His only children? Or, or, Or even just Lee? Please, Jack again. Please tell me he didn't curse his only children to a life of poverty. Um... Uh, I'm so sorry, Miss Carpenter, but there is absolutely nothing in this will that... (laughs) Miss Carpenter. (laughs) Miss Carpenter. This is neither the time nor the place. Here, my dear, take my handkerchief. Thank you. All right, we've had our cry. Let's continue. Please, Mrs. Brand, have you no sympathy? Have you no sympathy? The woman appears at the most inopportune moment, attempts to upend my life, and now that she has failed, I should feel for her? I gave all my heart to Leslie. I gave him my body. I gave him sons. Two sons. I don't want any money. I just, I just want my boys to be secure. I want them to know, to, to, to know that they are, they, that they are truly appreciated. To know how special they are. I'm sure you're a very good mother. And they know they are loved. That's right. I am a mother. Oh. 
carried each for nine months through the sweat and the pain and birthed them. They came out of my body. They took part of me with them. Part of him as well. They are blood. They are Leslie's blood. They are what remains. I am what remains. Only me. This is a hard time for all of us. Our city lost her great founder. The man who brought commerce, water, electricity, telephones, and even the trains. We are all at a loss here. Should we continue? So I can return home and put this awful appointment behind me. I should leave. Indeed. You've caused enough trouble. Leave me and my husband alone. Miss Carpenter. Bertie! Miss Carpenter, get off my floor. John, please, help me get her to the chair. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know what happened. I, I... Shh, 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 child, child. Thank you. I'm so embarrassed. I have never lost my balance. You fainted and fell upon my floor. I never. Not even when I was expecting. John, get her some iced tea. I don't. I'm not sure where. Oh, for heaven's sake, I'll get it. These floors are not designed to support swooning women. That is not their function. Here's some iced tea, Bertie, and a wet compress. Hold it to your head. I'm so sorry. Just drink this and breathe. I I did not mean to. It happens. It's unusually hot. And it's only early May. (laughs) Miss Carpenter, now that you are safely ensconced in my leather chair, I feel it's important to mention that your accident was due to your emotional state and not stemming from any flaw in the flooring or any other type of negligent Oh, for heaven's sake, John. Let's continue, shall we? All right. All right. Where were we? Sixth, I give, devise, and bequeath one piano to the Glendale Council of the Arts. I'm sure all of Leslie's knickknacks will find a proper home. Can we move on to what concerns me, and then I will leave you to your business? But protocol dictates. Please, John. Here we go. In regards to the state of Miradero, I give, devise, and bequeath 800 acres of land to the city of Glendale for whatever use she sees fit. (laughs) Miradero? What a generous gift. A truly selfless act which will no doubt benefit our great city and and help continue its growth as a true jewel of Southern California. It's my home. Now, Mrs. Brand, don't, don't get hysterical. I'm not finished. The 800 acres are designated as outside the main gates of the residence. As for the house of Miradero and the surrounding 50 acres, I leave it for Mrs. Mary Louise Brand's personal use and enjoyment. 50 acres. Does does that include the Japanese garden? The the pool? The the tennis courts? I believe so. But the, the, the property remains mine. He gives away 800 acres just like that to a city? She is a great city that he built, a city with a population of 300 people when he arrived. Now we are roughly 40,000. But he leaves me as a, as a condolence. 50 acres in the house. Is that correct? Shall I continue? As 
for the house of Miradero and the surrounding 50 acres. I leave it for Mrs. Mary Louise Brand's personal use and enjoyment until her passing. After her passing, it shall be bequeathed to the city of Glendale. What? Let me finish. To the city of Glendale to be turned into a park and a grand library for the use of every good citizen of Glendale. So knowledge and growth may continue in perpetuity. <clears throat> Miss Carpenter, are you all right? Much better now. Thank you. So, so I get nothing. I don't think you heard me correctly. Fifty acres in the house. The beautiful house you've lived in since your husband had it built. And a generous stipend. You will not starve. I live there. And then when I pass, it passes as well. I don't understand. When you die, you're dead. What does it matter? It matters. It matters because it's not mine. I am a guest. I am a house cat. Okay, don't look at it like that. It is more like your husband is caring for you, making sure your financial needs are met, uh, and that you are not troubled with... I, that I am not trusted. I am not to be trusted with the financial dealings or any inheritance. I exist in purgatory. That is all. Mrs. Brand, the financial world is very complicated. Is it? How so? There are thousands of examples of the complexities of the financial empire your husband labored to establish. Nuances and details that simply cannot be handed down on a whim. Give me one example. All right. The addition to your house. The tower. Yes. Why did he add the tower? He wanted... We wanted to take advantage of our view. Our old bedroom was drenched in sunlight at dawn. With a, a new angle, the sunlight would not be invasive. And now we watch the glorious sunset over the Santa Monica Mountains. It reminds me of Tuscany. And how does one access the new bedroom? Through the kitchen. <laughs> I thought the view on the western end might be better, but Leslie said the land on the east side by the kitchen was more suitable. The land on the east side was more suitable, but not for the reason you think. It is a tax break. A what? I see this frequently at title guarantee. In California, property tax is based on where you sleep, where you actually lay your head. Your house is in Glendale proper, but on the border. The addition is in Los Angeles County proper, with much lower property tax. So you mean... Your husband saved your estate hundreds of dollars a year by adding that bedroom. The father of Glendale avoided paying property tax to Glendale. And there are more examples like that. Many more reasons why you need not be involved. Are you implying that my husband did a legal activity? Your husband followed the letter of the law. I made sure of that. But it is complicated. Now... Why don't you enjoy your remaining years on the property you know and love, knowing that it is safe? And upon your passing, the city of Glendale will benefit even further. Our marriage lasted for over 30 years. A testament to a lifetime of love. We were a great team, and I do not deserve to be cast aside like a, a, a piano. A great society is built brick by brick on the backs of the unknown masses. <laughs> you have no sympathy. Now you know what it feels like. 
Our husband had one true devotion, the city of Glendale. And nothing else matters. I have heard enough from you today. I have heard enough from you for a lifetime. I will show myself out. Miss Carpenter? Yes. If you ever find yourself in need of an attorney... Then I will make sure I secure a competent one. I will contest the will. Written days before he passed, he was no longer himself. I have the previous dozen iterations of his will, going back five years. While the incidental knickknacks, as you phrased it, vary from draft to draft, he was consistent with the wording of this clause regarding your property from the very beginning. Immaculately consistent. I see. Well, if there's nothing else... Very well. Uh, Ellen and I look forward to your next Sunday fun day at Miradero. We always enjoy our afternoons with you. And... There will be no more parties at Miradero. Well, that is a shame. A shame indeed. Waiting to pour more salt in my wounds. I missed the streetcar. Hmm. And this is the only shade while I wait for the next one. You have ruined our name. You have tarnished a legacy. Leslie married both of us. That does not make us equals. That is without question. Why don't you get back in your fancy motor car and go back to your mansion and 50 acres? Pomeroy? Thank you, Pomeroy. Oh. Miss Carpenter? Yes. It's certainly a hot day. Especially for early May. I'd hate to see you faint again. I am fine. Get in with me. Pomeroy and I shall see you to your home. I... Really? Mm. 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 Thank you, Mrs. Brand. It's only fitting we drive on Brand Boulevard together, Mrs. Brand. You've been listening to 91201, Glendale, 
The Six Pianos of Miradero. Written by Alex Goldberg. Directed by Lisa Sanaya Dring. Starring Alexandra Helquist as Bertie Carpenter. Peter James Smith as John Lloyd Henderson Esquire. And Kitty Swink as Mary Louise Brand. Ben Altman is production stage manager. Jeff Gardner is our extraordinary audio producer, sound designer, and foley artist. Andrea Almond is co-designer. Ellen Mandel created our original music, and our sound editor is Neil Wilkinson. Antius Theatre Company is an actor-driven ensemble that explores timely and timeless work grounded in our passion for the classics. Our artistic director is Bill Brocktrup, Anna Rose O'Halloran is our producing executive director, and Nicole Samsel is our director of operations. For more information about the Zip Code Plays or to support Antius, please visit our website at zipcodeplays.info. While there, check out the original illustrated maps of each of our zip codes created by artist Cynthia Jaquette. You can also visit highlights of each neighborhood in person or virtually by taking the Zip Code Plays tour. If you enjoyed this production, please leave us a rating or review. It really helps new listeners find us. If you're looking for more great theater in Glendale, check out our friends at Imagine Theater. LA's theater for young audiences, where they champion kids, inspiring them with the courage to find their own voices. Glendale is also home to the Armenian Dramatic Arts Alliance, supporting the legacy of Armenian arts and culture and championing the voices of human rights with their Global Playwriting Award. Next up on the Zip Code Plays, a late-night Foley session in the basement of a post-production house gets twisted when a grizzled veteran and an eager apprentice work on sound effects for a low-budget slasher film in 91505. Burbank. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Did you hear that last stab? When I took out the knife, I twisted it just enough. Huh? Gives it that nice wet exit sound. Did you hear it? I did. It sounded crazy good. Watermelon. I'm telling you, it's the best. <laughs> Boy, what a strange way to make a living, huh? I'm Ramon Tio Campo. On behalf of all of us at Antius, thank you for listening. <laughs>